Hola, and welcome back to the Jen and Thomas podcast. I'm your host, Thomas, and with us today, a very, very special guest, from what I understand, very well known throughout his his community, his hometown, through high school sports as a whole, starting defensive back for the normal West Wildcats. I'm sorry, not not starting. One of the defensive backs that didn't maybe started sometime. No, no, never started. Perennial backup, bench warmer extraordinaire. That's for, correct for the normal West Wildcats. Brandon Churchill. Hi, Thomas. Brandon, how you doing? Not as good after that intro, but I well, I is. I'm gonna have to get uh, I'm gonna have to get my producers on the line. Um, I I was led to believe that you were a starter. So all of those tackles and interceptions that wasn't you. No, that was me. Um, th- this is the guy we got. <laughs> I thought. So, all right, Brandon. So it's good to have you on the show. Um, sorry, there's a little bit of a mix-up on who I thought our guest was, but it's uh, you know we're we're glad to have you, Thomas. I am a world-renowned YouTuber, and you bring me in with that intro? Well, you, you see, the, the thing is, Brandon, is people already know you're a world-renowned YouTuber. So if I okay. bring you in as a YouTuber, the, you know, you've already been on every other show. You've been on every other podcast. I wanted to bring something new to the table. That's fair. You are... You are letting them know a little bit about me in my past. I get that. It's like, it's like you know... An I'm episode, fine with that, actually. It's like, you know, yep, you watch an episode of Hot Ones... And he asked a question like, "How do you know that?" That's true. I want I wanted that to be this, but it turns out um, it's not hard to get a backup safety on your podcast. I wasn't the backup either. I was the backup to the backup. You were the, the backup, backup to the backup. I was out there somewhere. Um, we also, I'm, I'm, it's funny you mentioned hot ones. We will be doing a hot ones episode on my YouTube channel. Um, is your is your guest Sean Evans? Uh, no, I'm the guest. Oh, all right. <laughs> of Sean Evans? Dude, if we could get Sean Evans, that'd be dope. No, it, uh, I don't know who's going to interview me, but I, we do have the hot sauces on the way. That's what we like to hear. I'm a big fan. You know what? My dream is to be on Hot Ones. F- hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold the phone That's and slow too. down. Slam on the brakes. I agree. What are we drinking today, Brandon? Well, it's funny that you said Ola at the beginning of the podcast. Um, Almost like it was planned. Uh, so my trip in Mexico, my drink of choice was the Cuba Libre. The Cuba Libre. And we talked about this on the last episode. Rum and Coke with a lime. With a lime. Let's get a little Let's bit of this going. This. Our first cheers of the podcast. Yeah, that tastes like... Uh, that tastes like Mexico. I gave mine an extra dose of lime, but I'm glad I didn't. I don't know. I don't know why, but I just I love a citrus. Oh, we I know. love it. I, you know, long time listeners know. Short term listeners know. It's all I talk about. It. You know, every week I'm talking about citrus. Last week I was talking about citrus. Every day I'm talking about citrus. So today I'm not fucking talking about it. This is good. I think I put too much lime, honestly. Because you want like, uh, well, we use lime juice. Really, what you're yeah, we don't to have do, real limes. You want a slice of lime. That's the mm-hmm. perfect amount of lime juice in a in a Cuba Libre. 
I might just touch mine with a bit of extra. I might have to do that too. Cocaina. No, no, well, no, no, actually, no, no, no. Coca-Cola. No, no, no. Coca-Cola. It's, it's not cocaine. <laughs> you, have you ever Christ. seen the video? There's this guy on oh, YouTube. Oh, canned Coke, by the way. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're rolling with canned Coke. We'll see how it just goes. Just for the moment. We do have extra of there's this, variety. There's this guy on YouTube, and he's always saying some crazy shit. And so there's like this video, and it's him. Oh, that's where it's at right there. Oh, baby. Let me have another mm. single mind. Yeah, that's good. Oh, baby. Yeah, that's right. To make the perfect Cuba Libre, you make your rum and Coke, put in a little too much lime, take a sip, take a sip say, ah, I think that's a little too much lime, give it a little bit of Coca-Cola. That is where you want to be. <laughs> okay. So anyway, there's this guy on YouTube. I cannot remember his name, but he's always saying something crazy. And he has one video where he's like holding a knife with a bunch of white powder on it. You know what I mean? And he's like, cocaina. Just kidding. Flour. I want to talk to you about this. It like just cuts to something completely unrelated. That's wild. But it was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. He's just like, cocaina. Just kidding. Flour. Today I want to talk about politics. Or whatever he cuts to. But it is oh so God. funny, dude. But anyway, cocaina. So Coca-Cola. Do you know a lot about the history of Coca-Cola? Yeah, I, I couldn't spout it off the top of my head. But yeah, I've heard a lot about Coke. Well, lucky for us, I can. So the name... Coca um, comes from coca leaves. Well, yeah, they still use it in the flavoring, yeah. Yeah. And then cola comes from cola nuts. And so cola... Cola on these nuts? Cola on these nuts. So there's more than one cola. There's Pepsi Cola, RC Cola. Oh, Pepsi Cola. Pepsi is named after a digestive enzyme, pepsin. And then RC is named after your remote control cars. No, I'm just kidding. But so cola nuts are what created the cola flavor. But anyway, um, are you familiar with Monsanto? Oh, you mean Roundup? Yeah. The cancer? Yeah. You're familiar or with the, the corn cancer. The cancer. Yeah. So the guy. Don't sue us. Yeah, please don't. I'm just spouting facts. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's nothing that nobody doesn't already know. Monsanto has a reputation. I will leave it at that. Okay. Look it up so, in your own time. Yeah. So Monsanto, I think it's like named after his mother or his wife. Like their name is from a woman in the founder's life, but he was from St. Louis and it it is a chemical company, but it started as a chemical company and he made his money selling fake sweetener to Coca-Cola. Like that's how they became as big as they are. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's just really interesting. I don't know the entire details of the history, but I guess like fake sweetener was something that was like a hot commodity at the time. And he came up with one or he had access to one and he got his deal struck with Coca-Cola and that's what made them as big as they are. Right. And then they started making like Roundup. They started making crops immune to Roundup and that's what made it what it is. Oh, and did you know that algae isn't affected by Roundup? How? Because they're part animal? Like well, what? No. So Roundup, from what I understand, affects like the leaf. Right. Gets on the leaf and that like kills the plant. Correct. Because if it hits soil, it becomes inert or something like that. But algae has no vasculature. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because there's like veins and leaves. Yeah. So algae is just there. No, not algae. Moss. Fuck, I'm an uh, idiot. I mean, algae too, maybe, but I was thinking of moss. 
that changes everything completely. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, you're right, it does. Now. No, but yeah, no, a moss is immune to Roundup. Could one argue that moss is part fungus? It is not. Then what is it? It's just a small plant thing. Okay. I mean, I think some mosses are like a parasite in a sense, but it's not a fungus. Mm. Okay. And here's the thing, fungus. So there's two kingdoms. There's the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom. If you ask me, my professional botanical opinion, fungus is the animal. No, fungus is a plant, but it should be its own. Okay. I think I think oh, there yeah, should be yeah, three okay. kingdoms. I yeah, think there perfect. should be animal, plant, and fungus. Well, because I mean, fungus is from the space anyway. So it's from space. Yeah, you know that. No. Oh well, now you do. All right, <laughs> but uh, I'll have to look more into that. But oh yeah, definitely look into look at look into that. But there are like some funguses, fungi, fungi. Well, and then also I don't know if slime mold is technically a fungus. I don't know. There's so much weird shit out there. But there have been some fungus to show more intelligence than some animals. And so it's like like there are like certain jellyfish, and it's like well if you would eat a mushroom. Would you also eat a jellyfish? Because, like, a jellyfish doesn't have a brain. It just, like, responds to, like, light and other factors. It's not, like, sentient in any kind of sense. I would eat a jellyfish. Well, like, if you were a vegetarian, I guess. Sorry. If you were a vegetarian, like, you would eat a fungus, which some would be a vegetarian. If some fungi can show some kind of scent, not even sentience, but intelligence, I don't even know how to describe it. No, I know what you're saying. But, like, they can show more independent thought than, like, a jellyfish. But if you were a vegetarian, you probably wouldn't eat a jellyfish? I don't know, dude. Well, Fungi- uh, moral of my story is fungus are crazy. Fungus well, is crazy. If you want to talk about intelligence of plants, you know about the, like, plants changing their flavor profile based on the sounds of people eating them? Yeah. Oh, dude. There's a whole thing. Like, plants. I mean, that's maybe that's you insane. already know about it because oh, that's I already know, what it yeah. is. But, um, like, there are plants that just like change completely depending on sound like there's some plants that will like release certain chemicals if they think they're being eaten Mm -hmm. but how plants know they're being eaten is like the sound Mm -hmm. and so a a lot one strategy of plants is so like when you it's kind of known like oh if you prune a plant that makes it grow faster like if you prune some stuff you don't want then it'll like in reaction it'll start growing because it thinks like you're trying to eat it right um, and so it has to, like, I have to outgrow whatever is killing me. And so how plants know that they're being, like, snipped or eaten is, like, the sound, the vibration that goes through them. Because they can't really, like, feel in the way that we feel. Mm-hmm. And so bugs eating plants, like, if a bu- like if a caterpillar goes in, like, eats a tomato plant, right. the tomato plant responds with trying to grow a lot more. And so what these farmers did is they somehow got a recording yeah. Of the sound of these caterpillars, like, eating plants. And they, like, put speakers in the soil, or they just put some kind of something to put the vibrations through the soil so the plants could, quote, hear them. And they played the sound of, like, a whatever pest eats them. And that made the plant grow more because it thought it was being eaten. But it also started releasing, like, a chemical into yeah. the plant. Yeah. That made it like bitter, so exactly. that whatever it was would stop eating it. Yeah, so take that, vegetarians. Your plants are smart too, dumbasses. Well, and that's like garlic. Um, there's this thing in garlic called allicin, and if you 
So the I personally recommend you crush your garlic. Always crush your garlic before you use it, but you crush it, wait 10 minutes, and then chop it up. Because if you crush oh, it... You wait, too? Yeah. Okay. So if you crush it and then wait, it when the cell walls of garlic get broken, it develops this thing called allicin, and that's that like spicy taste of garlic. Oh. Because when it gets crushed it thinks something is eating it mm-hmm. and then it reacts. And so like it becomes, so you get more of those like health benefits and like flavor. And it's not like, it's almost like those epoxy glues where you have to mix something, mix something else and put them together right. for it to work. Because right. if you just swallowed a garlic, you get all this nutrition, but if you crush it first, something happens in that like chemical enzyme mm-hmm. that you get more of those benefits. Sorry, I've got the hiccups right now. I'm gonna be honest. The uh, the Cuba Libres are a little more carbonated than uh, some of these drinks we've had. They definitely have got. Uh, it's too carbonated. Well, it's not too Coca-Cola. carbonated, but it's. I mean, yeah, it is the the Coca Cola. I'm not gonna lie, man. I think we might have made these a little too light. Ugh. Oh, I didn't oh, make shit. it. Yeah, yeah. How light did I make it? You didn't even know the cap was on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't make them light. I'm be it's honest that, with you. It's, no. it's those two Bud Lights I had while watching football earlier. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, I did not make them light up yet. Uh, I, you've been adding Coke to that. That's why it tastes light. That is why it I've tastes watched light. you right. add multiple rounds. Well, because I don't want to like drink until it's gone and then make a new one. I'd rather just like kind of keep filling it up, so I don't have to be like, oh, hold on, let me put everything down and make my drink. Well, you just. I you know down. you know Brandon I'm not a stop and go. You're not a logical guy. person. I I'm get not a it. stop and go. I just want to keep the good times rolling. <laughs> I like I like to have some completion in my life. I like to finish one thing and then start another. See, I'm really bad at finishing things. That includes my projects and my women. Um. I really should not have put myself out there like that, but, you know, so it goes. That's why you're still in so many relationships. Yeah. That's why I'm recording a podcast and not going out on dates. I I can't finish what I start, you know? And a podcast never Never has to finish. Never ends. We just speak into the void. Exactly. I mean, why wouldn't this end? I mean, unless one of us moves away, that would be... Let's not talk about that. That's sad. I don't want to do that. Well, I would just move with you, Brandon. The only way out of this is dying. Oh, should we talk about it? About dying? No. Moving away? Playing the Powerball. Uh, we can talk about me losing the Powerball. I I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you want to talk about the Powerball, but you don't want to talk about losing the Powerball? Yeah. I want to talk about uh, if we had won the Powerball. I think that's more fun. I have it all planned out, dude. Oh, Jesus. You have it all planned out? I have it all planned out. Okay. Well, let's hear it. First, First off... I would. I, I well, actually don't have it all planned. I actually out. don't have it all planned out. Well, no, because we kind of talked about this. So you got to get your lawyer and financial advisor, collect the winnings, and whether I'm doing the annuity slow down, slow down. or all at once. Slow down. Let these people know. The first thing you do when you see you have the winning numbers is you call a lawyer and then you call a financial advisor before you even tell them you have the winning ticket. You know what, though? Let's do that for any kind of getting it like well, even if you get an inheritance same thousand shit. percent yes if you come into a large sum of money the first call is a lawyer even if it's just five hundred thousand uh, you don't yes. need anyone coming after you for anything no you just need you need to call a lawyer and i wouldn't say you necessarily need 
love the clinking. Uh, don't necessarily need to call a financial advisor. I mean, I'm I track a lot of my money and my spending. I don't yeah. think I would need a financial advisor. What I would need a financial advisor. You would need for, one if you won one point six billion. I would give one a call. Yeah. Um, I would need one for investing mostly. That's what I would need one for, not for handling my money because I am very proficient at that. Well, and uh, I would I would want to call one just because it's like I'm not going to – like if we had won the Powerball and – or if, if one of us had won, I know you don't get $1.6 billion, but let's say you just take the lump sum and you walk out with like $600 million. $769 million. Nice. Seven hundred sixty-nine million. Like you don't just put that in your checking. Like I would call one to be like, "Where do I put this?" Like even if it's not investing, but like I'd at least put it in my savings. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's like you know, you just you gotta go, you gotta know where you put it because the average my bank discover account, savings, which is two point seven five percent right now. Discover discovers a bank. I thought it was just a credit card thing. Exactly. You would think it was just a look at Wells Fargo. They have a credit card, but they're also a bank. I, but I didn't know Discover was a bank. I thought like Backed by FDIC, baby. Is Capital One a bank, or are they just a credit card thing? I have no idea. But Discover has a savings. A lot of these cards have savings accounts. Um, that I you guess can, you got to pay them somehow. It would be good to have an account with them that you can just put your payment into to pay. You know what I mean? That's not what I use it for. Uh, I use it because it's 2.75%, which is way more than any other savings account. This is not a sponsor, by the way, and they should pay me for telling you this. But their return is insane. For a savings account. Yeah. Why not? But, you know, investments give you like 8%. Yeah, but, like, if you still need access to your money that you can pull out at any time, which you only have six transactions per month, so With that, so when Brandon wins the eight hundred million dollar jackpot, it's all going into the ca- into the Discover account. No, we talked about this. I'd actually take the annuity, where um, they give you a, a little bit like immediately. And then, I didn't know you got like a right off the bat a little stipend. Well, the thing about it is like that's your payment for the first year. Mm-hmm. So I did the calculation. This isn't exact because it goes up every year, but you'd get about a hundred million a year for twenty nine years. Yeah, take out the taxes out of that, you get about the one point six billion. Well, yeah, because you have to take a large cut to do the lump sum. Like you get very less, large, almost you get half. less, and then it gets taxed. They take out almost half, if yeah. not more than half, in your taxes to get the lump sum. Well, and people kind of say, like, oh, it's better to get the lump sum because of this, that, and the other. It's like one in the hand is worth two in the bush. Well, I used but- to say that I wouldn't take the lump sum because I don't – or I would take the lump sum because I don't trust the government to pay me my fucking money, which is fair. But also yeah. – If you didn't trust them, you still walk. Contract. But if you walked – but if they were like, you get the $100 million for the first year, and they say, sorry, we're not giving you any more, you still have $100 million. <laughs> But the thing is, I think getting that lump sum is what's dangerous because people say, like, oh, it's better to get the lump sum because you have all that money now and you can use that for whatever. But, like, that's if you know what to do with the money and know exactly. how to invest. Exactly. I am not a wild spender. No. But, like, and, I, and I'm very confident that I could hold on to that money for a long time. But people go broke within a year for a reason because they're just out of control. Yeah. Like, if you have that much, it doesn't even seem real. Yeah. But at least if you have that annuity like the is that what it, annuity yeah yeah so if you annuity get, used loosely it's just a, yeah so it's if a you get growth. that 
if you get that like hundred million a year, mm-hmm. like yeah, you can spend a hundred million in a year, but at least you're not going to lose all of it right away. I'll be honest with you, uh, I could live the rest of my life on a hundred million. The rest of your life. The rest of my life. I f- I probably could. And to just get that for well, also, twenty nine uh, more years, and then of course you invest a bunch of that every year. Well, I don't know why I'm saying like, could you do that off a hundred million? As if like, if I there are other people that have that are working where I work and make my salary and have done so for like fifty years and have a fine life. Yeah, they have not made a hundred million over a lifetime. Over, I'm like, could you retire off a hundred million? Yeah, people have done. It. I don't know why I'm being snooty. Yeah, yeah no, a hundred. You give me a hundred million right now. I'm investing a bunch of it, and I will live off of it the rest of my life. Investing it in this podcast. I don't need to work, but I will still work. Okay. I ran this by you the other day. If you won the lottery, would you quit immediately, or would you kind of like hang back and then quit later? Because I would want to make a scene. Like I would hang back, wait for the smallest thing to make me mad, I'd start kicking down doors. I'd be like, I'm sick of you doing this, that, and the other. You're nothing but a bum-ass bitch, this, that. No, I wouldn't quit. And um, also, not to talk too much what I do, but I'm a contractor right now. Mm -hmm. I work hourly. I don't see a reason why I couldn't work 20 hours a week. Like you would go part-time? I could easily go part-time. Well, I would go part-time, but not where I currently am. I I I definitely wouldn't do it until the money was in my account. Well, yeah, and well, I can no, yeah. make the argument like, "Hey, I still want to work here." And honestly, I'll be honest with them. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. Well, like if I won, but like, yeah, I would try to work part time if I could. Well, I don't know if I'd part work part time where I am now. I would want to like start beekeeping. You know what I mean? Like, I would get a. Par- it's still in the realm of what you do. Well, yeah, yeah, it's still like botanical horticulture ecology stuff but like i wouldn't go part-time where i currently work like i would just start doing my own thing part-time yeah like it's like when forrest gump like got all that money from his like apple stocks he just started mowing the grass at like a football field but i would just start doing something that's like i start mowing that grass for free yeah exactly like i wouldn't necessarily work for free but i would just start doing something like maybe i would work at a nursery or maybe i would just do like private garden or like i would like design people's garden like part-time like i would just mm-hmm. do whatever but i would wait if i had even if i had that billion dollars in my bank account i would wait for someone to be like hey thomas can you uh can you do this this way i'd be like you know how about no and i'm sick of you i'm sick of this whole operation you're nothing you know you're nothing but a bum this that and the other i'd start kicking down doors of every higher up and then I'd be like I'm sick of this. And then I would leave. Okay. Because like, because if you have that hundred million dollars, even it's if you that, do the it's annuity, that FU money. it's that FU money, a hundred million dollars, the 1.6 billion. It's the FU money. That's the sound of an empty glass. My friend, dude, we are on a clinking hot streak tonight. Dude. I mean, it may bug some people, but to those people, I say, you came to the wrong podcast. You came to the wrong podcast. This Our, is the Gin and Thomas this podcast. This is the Gin and Tom. And here's the thing. You're going to get clinking glasses in this because it sounds beautiful. And if you don't like the sound of clinking glasses, this you'll you'll still like this podcast, I'll be honest. But like this is kind of what this was built around. 
Well, and when I was kind of selling this idea to Brandon, one of my things I said was like, our vibe will attract our tribe. And our tribe like likes that. the clanking glasses. I like that saying. Vibe, tribe, kind of rhymes. I yeah, exactly. That. And so... I'm just I'm making sure you can do it. We're opening the lime juice. Hyper focused on me opening the lime juice with the mic in my hand. Look at this one handed unscrew off. You must. We worked on the truck yesterday. That's why you saw the dexterity. I've been trying to learn a couple magic tricks. (laughs) What does that have to do with working on trucks? It has to do with dexterity. It was kind of magic what I did yesterday. That's fine. What no, Brandon? Let me tell you. If you need someone to work on an old truck, Brandon's your guy. Don't ask me. I'm not working on your stupid truck. On my stupid truck. I didn't say your stupid oh, okay. truck. I mean, you did. They, I'm not their, working on your... their stupid truck. I'm not working on their stupid okay. truck. I'll work on your truck for sure. Oh, I'm excited I'm, for the I'm new waiting headlights. for you to ask me to work on your truck. But, um. Oh. Do you need more Coke? I'll. I'll uh, I think I'm going to crack into the bottle yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take this so you can crack into that. I'm going to see what the difference is here between the can you pass Coke me, can and you, the regular can Coke. Can you press me El Lemon? El e- Lemon? Rum? I used to have passing Spanish, but when you don't speak a certain language for like three months, you kind of like forget how to say anything. I still do okay. I don't. I only took Spanish two in high school. It's about as far as I went. Well, I took Spanish one and two. Well, didn't Dan- Danielle was taking it in college, and I was very upset with her. I kept giving her shit because we were in Mexico and she wasn't using her Spanish. I was like, "You listen to Spanish and you speak your Spanish and write your Spanish every night, and you're not going to use your Spanish." Yeah, I mean, yes, they speak a lot of English, but it's a good opportunity for you to. S- to practice your Spanish. Exactly. When you well, go to Mexico. I took Spanish in high school, and then where I worked, I had a lot of Mexican coworkers. Let's try this second round here and see what this is like. Oh, I perfected it. All right. Hold on. I oh, need well, a little bit good. of more cocaina. Oh, that's rum, bud. I, I also need Coca-Cola. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, well, so I worked with a lot of um, Mexicans, and, like, people from mexico oh yeah arizona yeah and so i had a lot of them and they i would walk into work they would talk mad shit on me every morning so i had to learn to be like oh they're clowning on me you know right right so i learned a little bit a little bit of conversational stuff and then um i i was like doing like german like cds in my car what yeah, well, English is derived from German originally, okay. so there's a lot of overlap in, like, the pronunciation of words. All right. Like, house and is English. Hoos. But in German, it's haus. Oh, that's close. Haus. Haus. House and house. <laughs> yeah. You say it with a German accent. Well, yeah. No, so that's a house. lot of it. <laughs> I get it. Well, and House music. <laughs> yeah. And so purple is purple. In German, lila. You ever watch Futurama? No. The girl with purple hair? Leela. Leela. Oh, yeah. So there you go. You're fluent in German, ladies and gentlemen. I would not say fluent. No. no. But so anyway, I used to speak a lot of Spanish, but I've lived here since July. I have forgotten almost everything, dude. Wow. Because I'm not saying, hello, how are you doing? I'm like talking mad shit. You know what I mean? Huh. Yeah, but if I'm like not making fun of you in spanish on a daily basis it's like i'm gonna forget all of it but think about it you speak english every day some people do yeah so i don't know 
Yeah, well. But what's funny though is I still like slip a lot of my Spanish, or I, I guess yeah, like Spanish phrases into my words. Like you sabe kind of means like you understand. Mm. But like the running joke at my old job was we would say something really obvious like like oh you ha- like how do I even say it like what do you use like you know yeah but like we would we would use it in the sense of like you're dumb do you understand oh like yeah. oh you have to plug the microphone into here you, you sabe know. you yeah. know what i mean and yeah. so we would just be like yeah but it would just be over anything like Oh, I have to put gas in my car. You save like you get it. You know what it is to put in gas in a car. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But so now, like, but I almost say that as a reflex. Like I don't even know what it means You're anymore. Saying you save to these white dudes well, that yeah. you work with. Well, so I'm at work and I'm like, oh yeah, I have to go and do this. You save. And they're like, what the fuck? But no one here song? speaks Spanish, so they're like, oh, what? Huh? What? I I save. I'm like, no, you save. It means you understand. Like, why wouldn't I understand that you have to go over here and do that? I'm like. You wouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. I also still say mira a lot, which means look. Yeah, look. like mira, mira. Look, look over here. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just like you know how like in different circles you talk to different people different ways. That special we watched. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bert Kreischer. I'm a recent fan. I, I fucking knew you would be. He's hilarious. Dude. He's good. He's he's quite. He's not quite my vibe, but I do think he's funny. I think Tom Segura would be your vibe. I love Tom Segura. I think he'd be your vibe. I think Bill Burr is my favorite. Bill Burr's solid. He's he's really good. Yeah, I love Bill Burr. Tom Segura is good, and while Bill Burr is my favorite, I do think Dave Chappelle is like the goat, the greatest of all time. Like like. All of his work over such an extended period of time. Uh, his newest special, I need to watch it again. The Closer? I need to watch it again. Um, I only watched it one time. Heavily buzzed. And so I need to watch it again, but um, definitely Sticks and Stones is a very good special. I like Sticks and Stones. His like, And that's the thing. Some people are like, oh, well, his new stuff isn't as good. But like being the greatest, to me, is being that good over a really long time and i think mm-hmm. like his old stuff is just as good as his new stuff it's all topical yeah but i really like the closer um i need to watch it again well it's just good because if you watch all of his new netflix material and then if you watch the closer because there are like some stuff in his specials mm-hmm. that like i'm like well i don't know about that dave Chappelle. <laughs> um but he like kind of like explains it in a way that you're like there's another layer to it. I get it now. Mm. You know what I mean? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, so I really like him. But so anyway, Burt Kreischer, yeah, you had me because uh, I'd heard his machine story. And of then, course. Which the movie's coming out. Yeah, well, hopefully exactly. soon. I mean, he's kind of pushing it forward now. They were they were reluctant to put it out. I don't know how many people listening know Burt Kreischer and the machine story, but he robbed a train in Russia uh, when he was 22 years old on a tr- well, no, hold, uh, travel hold, hold, abroad. Hold on. On a study he didn't abroad rob program. it alone. Sorry. He just happened to be hanging out with the Russian mob and let robbed me, a train. Let me, let me start the, the story, right. how he starts it. When I was 22, I got involved in the Russian mafia. Here's how it happened. He joined the Russian mafia on a study abroad program and kind of drunkenly stole from a train full of people in Russia. Um... 
as, as Thomas is getting more ice for his drink. Um, and this movie that's coming out that he made last year, I mean, for obvious reasons, they're reluctant to put it out because of the Russian war with Ukraine, which is why they're kind of holding off on it, which nobody cares about that in regards to this movie. Like, this movie has nothing to do with the Russian war. Oh, like, no one's going to see that movie? And be like, and it's like, pro-Russian. Yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah. not at all. The The premise of the movie is that one of the people he stole from on that train, it was, like, their only trinket of whatever, and... And, like, his daughter is trying to get – or, like, yeah, like that guy's daughter is trying to get back at Bert for, like, stealing whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's – the teaser, he's like, I'm your origin story. Like, it, that's kind of the premise. It's It just sounds like a it's a an action-packed, funny comedy that they don't make anymore. That's the whole point of him making that movie was, like, super bad was, like, the last crazy comedy that they could make. Or, like, like Tropic Thunder. Like, movies like that are the I last... loved Tropic Thunder. Like, the last comedies that really took risks and, like, and were funny. Like, they don't make any good comedies anymore. Well, and I think because Marvel is a really good example of this. I, I like most of well, the Well, that's Marvel the only movies. way that you're going to make money is well, yeah. by big actors in in large production movies. Unless it's like a low-budget comedy that takes risks, yeah. which is what this movie's well, supposed to be. And, and what I mean, and like with Marvel, is their movies do very well, but everyone, like, every one of those movies follows the same formula. And so, like, they don't... I don't want to say, like, take risks in the same way that you're talking about, but, like, they know, like, okay, these are the jokes that, like, do well, yeah. and we, we have, like, a certain amount of jokes Lots of action. Yeah. Some comic relief. And, like, everybody's quipping and all that. Big actors. Lots of money. CGI. And it's, like, and it's like the, I feel like a lot of times the only movie. This summer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so it's, like. It's either like the big action comedy blockbuster, these like five hundred million dollar movies, or you get this like weird indie drama, like everything everywhere all at once. That movie's done really well, but or that's not the, the kind newest of movie George see. Clooney movie where he's on a fucking plane again. I'm sorry, I don't uh, know. He was in a new movie. I I don't know. I forget the actress's name, but they've done them before. Where I think this is a sequel to one of those, where it's like he meets a girl in an airport and she's a bitch to him. And that he's is an every movie George Clooney has ever been in. No, 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 no. These are like strictly about that. The other movies had other shit going on. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is like all this movie's about. Yeah. But I think this is a sequel to one of those, and I saw that and I was like, oh, so you're just remaking the original again? Yeah, as a sequel, like who who gives a shit about this? It's a garbage movie that you're not. Maybe you'll break even for the people that like the first one. I don't know. Those movies are shit. They have not made a legitimate good comedy in a long ass time, and it's yeah. disturbing. Well, and that's why that's why comedy like like stand up comedy is doing so well because there isn't good comedy movies. This out. is like. This is the biggest like stand up age since like the eighties. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it, it's, it's, it's another boom. Come back in boom such a sure. way. Like everybody and their mother is getting a special. I should start stand up. I'd be famous by next week. No, no, I would not. Um, <laughs> um, I will say. Do you need more eyes? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, in defense of comedy movies. 
Ryan Reynolds has been putting. I know you're not a big fan of his. Ryan Reynolds. Well, I, been, I'll need to. When you're done, I'll need to elaborate on why. I'm not Ryan a fan, Reynolds has going. been putting out some good comedy movies as far as like in recent years. Like I say, his movies have probably been the funniest. Retort. Oh Jesus! Here we go. So my main problem with Ryan Reynolds is. He plays himself in every movie, which he he is funny. So he yeah. is playing Ryan Reynolds in every movie, which he is funny, so that's fine. Burt Kreischer playing himself in his next movie. Well, yeah, no, but that's good. Like, if he is playing Burt Kreischer. See, now I sound also, good did again. You, what did, you I... like, did you like that effect? You, that sounds really good. but That's a cool effect. I don't know. I feel don't like I sound try. bad all don't the time. I'm not going to do it work. because I, risk, I sound bad all the time. But now I feel like I sound good again. <laughs> Same thing. Halfway through the last episode, I suddenly sounded good. But so, like Burt Kreischer playing Burt Kreischer, that's good. Yeah. Well, that's but if you're he knows what he can play. Well, yeah, but if you're Ryan Reynolds playing so and so, but you're still just Ryan Reynolds, you know what I mean? Yeah. But here's the thing, though, is I'm a huge Ryan Gosling fan. He plays the same character in every movie. The guy who just like says something and then does that weird like. Mona Lisa stare where he's like looking at you but you can't tell if he's smiling or not that's fair but I love Ryan Gosling movies Drive my favorite movie Blade Runner 2049 my second favorite movie First Man haven't seen it I guess I'm just not a Ryan Gosling fan I guess I don't know. I which really, I tried to watch Drive I didn't really get into it well the book I read the book oh. it takes place in Arizona no. So I already liked Here it. Here we go. And then when I watched the movie, I was like, hell yeah, brother. Uh, but he, allegedly, he wants to play Ghost Rider in the MCU. And I Ghost Rider, that. Yeah. yeah. And Ghost Rider is one of my favorites. Well, listen, you can't replace Nicolas Cage. No. Well, and it's irresponsible to try. But, it's true. You know, he, so he made he, a good Ghost Rider, to be honest with you. Well, yeah. No, Especially, so, like, Gone in 60 Seconds, Nicolas Cage is Ghost Rider. Like, come on. Well... Well, what I assume is going to be the first scene is Ryan Gosling walks up and says, I understand that I cannot live up to Nicolas Cage, so this is my best attempt. Mm. But like, you have to address that you'll never be Nick Cage. Mm. But anyway, so Ryan Reynolds okay. plays himself in every movie, right? right. Sure. That's not why I don't like him. Okay. Have you heard, you've heard the real story? Several times. Yeah. You almost got in a fight in a bar because of this. Yeah, so Brandon and I have a circle of friends. So we just retell this story every time we hang out. But um, I was in a bar watching Dogtown. I was in Dogtown. Yeah, Yeah, callback. We we love a callback on the podcast. So I was in Dogtown, and it was like big Irish community. Apparently, big Irish community. I don't know if a little bit of that. (laughs) I don't know if the Irish love Ryan Reynolds. Apparently. But it was like the Sun, the Phoenix Suns were playing, and the St. Louis Blues were playing. Suns and four, Suns and four, baby. So we were in this bar, and I was like, "Oh, hey, can you put the Suns game on?" So they put this like tiny ass corner TV on for the Suns game. So I'm watching the Suns. I'm in my jersey, all of that. So we're, hey, all right. So anyway, so I'm watching the Suns. The rest of the bar is watching the St. Louis Blues. My girlfriend at the time leaves, so it's just kind of me and like the friend circle. So we're just talking about, oh, and this is when I was just visiting. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I'd really love to move to St. Louis. I really like the city, all of that. And then, like, a commercial for a Ryan Reynolds movie comes on. Or is this gin? 
Jen? What? I'm sorry. Or it was his gin. Oh, Abe. Oh, bro. I fucking hate his gin. Ryan Reynolds. What do you po- have against Ryan please, Reynolds? Please sponsor the podcast. Oh my God. But I hate his gin, dude. I'll, I'll get into that in just a second. Oh, I'm going to buy a bottle of it for the next episode. Good luck. We can do it. But it's like, it's not my favorite. So anyway. Another gin and tonic on the Gin and Thomas podcast. You cannot do a gin and tonic with it. We might have to do an aviation. A flying gin and tonic. Well, his drink, his gin is aviation gin. Correct. So we can try making an aviation because that's the name of a drink. Mm. Or maybe it's an aviator. Anyway. So anyway, I'm watching basketball. They're watching hockey, and a commercial comes up for Ryan Reynolds' like new movie on like the Suns game. So probably they free guy, probably, but everyone else in the the bar didn't see it. Mm. And so I'm like, you know, I'm not the biggest Ryan Reynolds fan. He just plays himself in every movie. And then everybody at the bar <laughs> behind me is like, "Oh, uh, what the fuck did you say? He's an American treasure, my guy." Even though he's Canadian. Well, yeah, and I was like, "Uh, he's Canadian." Like, "Well, he's a Canadian treasure and blah blah blah." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, well, like I just don't think he's that good of an actor." And like, "Bro, I would blow Ryan Reynolds." I'm like, that's a you thing my man like that is not like i know that ryan reynolds is a good-looking guy and that's one of those like when guys are like oh who would you go gay for maybe ryan reynolds but i was like don't i don't like it's not a homophobic thing but like don't tell me that you're gonna blow somebody because they're a good act like that's a you thing my guy like that's that's nothing to do with me and so and so, or yeah, they're like, he's an American treasure. I'd blow him, my God, whatever. I was like, oh, he's Canadian. And I said something like. Sounds like if you liked Ryan Reynolds, he'd blow you. Well, yeah, no, but it was just so weird. And I said. I hope he hears this. Ryan, you know what, Ryan Reynolds? I no, do no, no, hope no, he no, this. no, no, not Ryan Reynolds. Oh, you, I hope the guy that yeah, wants to kid. blow Ryan Reynolds hears this. That's exactly I forgot. I forgot what I said afterwards. But people started like standing up and kind of like squaring posturing, up, posturing, yes. posturing exactly. And I'm like, "Am I gonna have to fight a bunch of drunk Midwesterners over, over Ryan, Ryan Reynolds? Reynolds?" Exactly. And it's just like the dumbest shit. Well, thankfully, people in the Midwest drink so much it wouldn't take much to take them down. Dude, you're lucky I wasn't there. What, would you have tried to fight me? I would have laughed them down. <laughs> I would have laughed them. I would have laughed so hysterically at them that they would have been like, oh, my God, I guess we're being ridiculous. Yeah, well. Because that, it's ridiculous. Well, that's what I needed, dude, because you're lovely. That is, that is Harry Potter ridiculous. It, exactly, dude. You're, so your lovely lady was there with us, and, and she was just like, uh, wh- uh, like, what? And everybody that was there with us, that they're like, I cannot believe what is happening. I think you just ran into, like, the St. Louis chapter of the Ryan Reynolds fan it, club is all you had. Like, that's that's the only explanation. Exactly. It, it honestly must have been. Also, fuck that guy. Not Ryan Reynolds. That the guy. guy that, uh, uh, the guy that accosted The guy that wants to blow Ryan Reynolds and fist by me. Like, and look, maybe he just wants to blow Ryan Reynolds, and that's fine. But mm. don't. That's what it is. He wants to blow him, and he's struggling with it. But, like, you can be attracted to Ryan Reynolds and still accept that I don't like his movies. Yeah. I like Deadpool, Deadpool's right? Deadpool's good. I saw but, it in the theater. It's the funniest shit. Yeah, no, it's good. But, like, he plays that Deadpool character in every movie. 
Well, Deadpool in the comics is described as a what is it? Uh, I'm trying to think of the dog. It's a what's it? not a border collie, but like a oh no, like a what's a the poodle mix? What's a poodle mix? A doodle. Labrador Poodle. A Labradoodle mixed with Ryan Reynolds is how Deadpool is described. Yeah. So well, I and I think kind of nailed it. Well, yeah, and the movies are good. I mean, the only difference in the comics is like Deadpool has voices in his head. He has like a like a normal one, and then he has one that's like you crazy. Just, you should just fucking kill everybody. My guy, don't even fucking think about it. Just murder. Yeah, he's got the like Devil Angel. Yeah, yeah, and so. But in the movies, he plays it really well. But I don't. But I don't. It just he he plays like himself in every movie. That's the moral of my story. But like so anyway, I'm in this bar and I get into like a a fight with everybody. And so eventually, like the the Blues game clears out. I'm still watching the Suns, and so I'm watching it. And then they all leave, and kind of some new people come in. So this is when I was visiting people, uh, St. Louis in April, and. Me and the little circle of friends I was with, they're like, oh, you know, Thomas, blah, 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 we should go to ITAP while you're here. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I've never been to ITAP. And Waste this, of money. Well, and this guy that wasn't with us was like, uh, you've never been to ITAP? And I'm like, Jesus motherfucker, I'm not going to get into another fist fight right now. Another one. Well, yeah, I was like, well, I'm not from St. Louis. I'm just here I'm visiting. visiting, asshole. Yeah, and he's like, uh, well, if you're here, you Gotta go to ITAP. There's guy. like three of them, and you gotta go. Well, well, how yeah. about you go fuck yourself? I'm trying to go, motherfucker. Yeah, no, exactly. But it was just like it just Sorry in that we're cursing so yeah, much. That's how I feel about this asshole. But the half second of this guy being like, Hope you listening. haven't been to ITAP? I was like, fuck, dude. Like, I cannot get into another fight. My knuckles are still bleeding from the last this one. This night is just not going right for me. No, but it's so the funny part of that story is sorry, both of those stories is you still moved to St. Louis. I did move to St. Louis. (laughs) You're almost getting in two fights over Ryan Reynolds and ITAP. But I have been to ITAP. What do you think? It's all right. I mean, it's a a bar. Yeah, I mean, the beers are kind of overpriced, but they have a lot of them. You gotta, like, (sighs) you can bring your dog. Look, this whole podcast is centered around drinking, right? Responsibly, I might add. I, okay. This I'll, le- po- I'll leave it at that. We can drink however we want, but this podcast advocates responsible drinking. Oh yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. I forgot to sign off the last episode with that. Well, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going anywhere, so I can drink however I want. Exactly, to drink. just drink responsibly, people. So this podcast is centered around drinking, right? We, you cannot recommend to me some little beer garden bar. That they're like, oh, yeah, they have beer. They have a lot of beer. Okay, yeah, I can drink any kind of beer at any time, anywhere. It's like the movie Everything, Everywhere, at All at Once. It's every beer, all the time, everywhere, right? That sounds like my dream. Well, th- th- that's the sequel to Everywhere, Everything, all everything Everywhere, All at Once. And all the, the beers everywhere, all the time. Every beer, everywhere, all the time. Yeah. It sounds like I'd make that movie. Yeah. I'll, I'll make that movie. But so, like, Are if you you're listening, Hollywood? I will make that movie. But so if we are going – if you're going to recommend me a bar that's going to go over the edge, it has to be good. Like I'm not someone that drinks a lot. I'm like – like I, I feel that you and me, Brandon – I don't know. You might just be a booze back. I don't know. I'm just kidding. 
I am. But like, I am someone that like enjoys like the experience of drinking. You know what I mean? Like, I want to have the right drink in the right place at the right time. I'm a big dive bar kind of guy. Yeah. So and like and like vibes. Oh, the but... vibe of the place depends so much. So when you recommend a bar, don't just be like they have a lot of beer. It's Let like me... I can drink any beer and have a good time. I need a good place for a good time. Let me throw a bar at you. You've been here, but let me throw it at you. Oh, my God. He just threw a bar at me. McGurk's. We went there. I know. I, I went know. there with you, and then I went and met you You've there. You've been that there several time. times. You've been two there times. times. That's it? You've only been there two times? Well, because I went with you. Yes. And then, remember, I met you the yes. other time. Those are the only two times you've been there? How else? Well, how often do I hang out in Soulard? Mm, fucking show I up. don't live in Soulard. Fucking show up, bro. You're down the road. You've only invited me twice. Listen. So, McGurk's is an Irish pub down here in Soulard, St. Louis. Wait, Missouri. wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was that big open place. Yes. Is it a pub? It is an Irish pub. Okay. I didn't know if it was a pub if it's outdoors. That has, listen here, folks, like eight bars inside of it. Not like it's separate establishments. It has eight bars in it. And then a big open space in the middle for uh, the, seating. Yes, they have a very they they're rated like number two patio in St. Louis. It is a good place. A fantastic patio. Well, what I like is the live live Irish bands a lot in the front room. Yeah. Um, I really only go there for the Irish car bombs, which is a mildly like offensive term. No, I understand, but it's, it's a great drink. It's the IRA people. Look it up. But still order your car bombs. We're they in America. Also, they also have America. an Irish hand grenade, too, but that's, I think, like, that's more offensive and also yeah. way more messy. Well, so what I like about McGurk's me. is, and we'll get, we'll, we'll get back to. They have good food, too, by the way. Yeah. No, they do. So they have good wings. That's what I what? got when I was there. Yeah, the first night I was there when I was with you, the you whole group. You get wings at an Irish pub? Well, I just needed a quick snack before I okay. went home. All right. Well, you need um, to eat dinner there sometime. Yeah. So the first time we were there, we drank whatever. I got into a fight with somebody. made me really upset. Mm. And then I had to leave. Mm. Um, and then the second time I was there was like someone else. We left one to a different bar. And then we had to like go back to close out a tab. And then I stuck and hung around with you afterwards. But what I like about that place is, and this is what I realized on the second time I was there, like the bars. So it's like bars that like outline like a patio area. And they kind of have that like, I don't even know how to describe it, like glass garage doors almost that they like lift up. They don't always have those. That's more in the uh, fall time. Well, yeah, no, they can like close them, but they also lift up. But so the bars like can be inside and outside. But anyway, they're like there's like the bars, but they also have this cool like in the back of like what the bars would be. They have this like standing area and like places to put. Your, I don't. They just have a good standing area. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's a good bar. They have so many different types of areas. Yeah, they have a place you can sit at the bar. They have like sitting at patio tables, but they just have this like sitting area where it's like it's like a tray for your drink to set in. But then they also have, like, little things to keep it from knocking. I don't really know how to describe it, but it's a great place. They have three indoor bars. One is the front room where they have the live music. 
The second one is where they have the booths that people normally eat at. The third one is another one where they have booths to eat at. Um, and then they have like three or four outdoor bars that kind of flank the patio, which depending on the time of year is either a fountain or a fire pit, which they also have a separate area that has a fountain that has koi fish, which I think the koi fish just hibernate in the winter is what it sounded like. Um, but regardless, the outside of this place just looks like a neighborhood in Soulard. It is, it's so well hidden. You would never imagine that there, this place was as large as it was in the historic parts of Soulard. It's insane. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful bar. That's, it's expensive. I'm going to say it's expensive to go there and eat and drink. It's expensive. Uh, but it's like a nice place that's expensive. It's not like when you go to some dingy place and the drinks are overpriced. And listening to how what you've described Scottsdale as, it's not Scottsdale expensive. It's it's St. Louis expensive. And not maybe not even St. Louis. It's Soulard expensive. It's not St. Louis expensive because if you go into town. There are some nice, nice places. If you go St. downtown Louis. for some drinks, you're going to pay a hefty price. And this is just Soulard expensive. But it's still not too bad. Like, I'll get out of there $30 for a round of car bombs, you know. I'm glad you like brought up Scottsdale expensive, man. I would love to take you there. I'd love to take you to a bar that charges for like a $21 cocktail. Please don't. Like I just want you to I want I want you to go. Okay. To Scottsdale. Well, like we'll, we'll we'll plan some kind of trip. But it's just an I don't know. Like I mean there are expensive places, but Scottsdale is really weird. It's just this weird bubble. Yeah. Like people in Scottsdale don't want to leave Scottsdale. It's just this weird environment. I love it. Like, <laughs> like I, I chose to move here, but I grew up there. But it's like, damn, I miss how weird that place was. Okay. Imagine L.A., <laughs> but better in every way. You know what I mean? L.A. LA is the worst. Have you been? No. Yeah, don't go. And uh, if anyone from close... L.A. is listening to this, you know it sucks. <laughs> Shut up. It is so bad. I've only been to Long Beach when I was a very small child. I really like San Diego. Um, I went to Disneyland when I was a very small In child. Anaheim? You know the Anaheim Ducks are named after the Mighty, Mighty Ducks. Ducks Disney, yeah. Which makes sense with fucking Disneyland right there. Yeah. I don't know if Disney owns the team. Oh, right. So, Aviation Gin. Christ, we're coming around to Ryan Reynolds again. I gotta talk to you about Ryan Reynolds. Why, I why do you hate this guy? <laughs> because someone tried to fight. Me. No, but I mean, like I used to really like Ryan Reynolds, and then I noticed he was the same character in every movie. And I love the bottle of Aviation Gin. It's a cool bottle. It's this like 1920s Great yeah. Gatsby type yeah. vibe. Yeah, hundred percent. And so he was like. I don't know if he made it or if he, like, bought a distillery, whatever. Like, he probably bought a distillery. That's what most people do. Uh, he probably bought a high-quality distillery that wasn't well-known and then yeah. put his name on it and made it well-known. That's exactly. generally how it goes. Well, and so he's like, I wanted to make a summer gin that does this, that, and the other. And he's like, and for a summer gin, I wanted to cut out the juniper. But a juniper makes it a gin. is what makes gin gin. 
Exactly. And like when I think of gin, I want that juniper taste. I had an idea. Yeah. I'm not done bitching, but I'll let you come in with your idea. I know you're not you're never done bitching. I'm never done. Um I think for one month it might have to be like a whole quarter, we'll see. We do celebrities liquors. Oh, we can do that for a year. There's so many of them. Well, but t- next year, bro. Season two. Season season two. I don't year two. I don't know. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Oh my god, celebrity liquors. Oh, yeah, no, we'll do some celebrity boozes. Or I mean, we could do both. We could double up. Um, we could do them on here and on the YouTube channel. We could. We could do them here first, and then and then a combine deeper them. Dive once we get enough put together, we can do like a couple, ep- you know, like mm-hmm. couple in an episode on the YouTube yeah. channel. Well, and so the aviation gin, sick. Bottle. So I bought it. So there's no juniper, which is the taste I like in gin. But to me, it just tastes like this, like, black licorice, almost medicinal, and, like, the taste Mm. isn't great, but then the aftertaste hits you in the back of the throat. Like, I don't know if you've ever smoked a cigar, and then you just have that back-of-the-throat feeling, and that every time you kind of cough, it brings back up the taste. I don't know. And so there's one time that, out in Arizona, going tubing down the Salt River is a huge thing. Everyone loves it. It's a great time. So what we did was we, like, got a big cooler, put in a bunch of ice, whatever, bunch of citrus that we were, like, you know, for the whatever. Citrus goes good with drinks generally. Put in a bunch of slices of limes, lemons, grapefruit, whatever, and then we just poured in rum, vodka. Oh, I'm sorry. You made a jungle juice? Yeah, a jungle juice. Exactly. Thank you for clarifying that for the people who know what a jungle juice is. Exactly. And so we were pouring it in, and I had half a bottle of this aviation gin uh real quick can we do a jungle juice party let's do a jungle juice party without want, aviation gin i wanted to do one so bad yeah we can record like i have i have a we will i have a five gallon container let's do a jungle juice party and record a six hour drunken podcast because no. i know people would love no. it. no absolutely not we made a jungle juice it's like trying to record a party on a two microphones we're not doing that yeah horrible so, idea so we made a jungle juice with all of the goodies, and I had this half bottle of aviation gin I threw in, and it was like a whole cooler, dude. Like this half a bottle should not have affected anything. So like it was fine until you added that shit in. There. It was fine until we added that shit in because then every time we like had a scoop of it out, it was just like, oh, this tastes good, but there's this weird black licorice medicinal oh. taste to it. It cut through everything dude wow it ruined the jungle juice because normally if you add all those liquors and a gin you were you're thinking more like a like a long island well yeah no and we had like sapphire gin in there like everything tasted good you don't like sapphire i don't know what that is sapphire bombay sapphire gin oh okay oh all right that face was like use the use the name Bombay. come on now well so but everything was good you know this yeah everything was good until we threw in the aviation i've told you this on my youtube channel you know the only thing i found i guess this was like a great value version of gin but the only thing i found that i could drink gin with Mm -hmm. early on 
Mountain Dew Pitch Black. I don't know if you've told me that. It was the Mountain Dew episode. You said that? Was yeah. it was it the first Mountain Dew episode or the one we actually released? The third. I remember you telling me about Pitch Black, but I don't remember you mentioning gin. Um, but, bro, I was wasted off those yeah, Mountain Dews. Well, no, just kidding. Speaking um, of which, guys, real quick, just to plug an episode, you thought you liked Mountain Dew? Just wait until you have a boozy Mountain Dew with the Mountain Dew hard sodas. Hard soda, hard seltzer. I don't know. I, don't, I, think I looked they, at I think they it. land like, as a hard seltzer. I don't know. Because on the bottle. They call it, it like, a hard Mountain Dew. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a seltzer. Everybody's getting the seltzer game. Seltzers are easy to make, very cheap. Um, and, yeah, I think the way they tasted, it's I, I put them as a seltzer. So, hard Mountain Dews, though, on Brandon Churchill YouTube channel. The Brandon Churchill YouTube. So, all right. Well, pl- let's plug your stuff while we're here. Yeah, Brandon Church on YouTube. Uh, the URL, if you wanted to go straight there, is youtube.com slash at Brandon Churchill. Find me there. Watch my videos. There's lots of taste testing. Uh, as of late, I've done a lot of seltzers because it's kind of big right now. Yeah. Well, and if you just search Brandon Churchill, a Generally, lot of, of your videos. Like, you, m- you should like, be able to find me if you just search Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly well, seltzers yeah. because they're big right now. I've... I started off doing a lot of beers, so there's a lot of beer tasting on there. Um, we've got vlogs, we've got trips, we've got ah, you name it, it's on there. I mean, my friends are funnier than I am, and I think you're funnier than your friends. I don't know how that works, but okay, I'll take it. So this last episode, the videos are either not funny or hilarious. Yeah, you just gotta go find out for yourself. Instagram? Uh, Instagram is Brandon underscore Churchill underscore 95. So Brandon underscore Churchill underscore 95. On Instagram, um, that's more of a kind of more of my personal stuff, but I I post when the YouTube stuff's coming out on there too. So you want to see my trips and you want to see some behind the scenes, some background stuff. Kind of more personal, but also some YouTube stuff on there too. Yeah, well, and occasionally you might catch me on that YouTube channel. We've done a couple episodes, and we I've got a couple I, more coming out. Yeah. Um, but as for me, you can find me on Instagram at Capt Cool Kid. It's like Captain abbreviated, C-A-P-T, Capt Cool Kid, and Bad Boy of Botany Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Captain Tommy G. And then uh, we're going to get a YouTube and Instagram set up for the podcast here pretty soon, but it'll probably be Jen and Thomas Pod or Jen and Thomas Podcast. And I don't know. That's our hour, Brandon. What do you think? I I don't think we need to stop at an hour, but we can. I mean, well, we can. I just, I have to go to the bathroom. We can pause and keep going. Well, yeah, my drink is gone, so we definitely need to pause it at least. All right. Well, it, we'll, we'll pause it and, uh, we got some more shit for you. All right, you. we're going to pause. Welcome back again to another episode of the Gin and Thomas podcast. Podcat. Podcat. Podcast. Podcast. Well, you, now you know it's a part two. No, it's a part two cat. It's a part two podcast, a part Your two cast. Your is showing. It is showing. Let that's me tell you, you. That's how you know it's a part two. Ladies and gentlemen, we drink welcome, responsibly. Welcome to the third drink. Oh. Is this the third drink? This is a, this is our first official third drink. Oh shit! Are we gonna get mad real on this one? We might get mad real. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
Cuba Libres. Cuba Libres. This is the third drink. Thomas, explain what the third drink is. So the third drink, let me bring it up on my Instagram, actually, because I have the full quote. I would like a quote, if, right, especially if this on. is derived from a quote. I'd like, I'd like you to read it off for me. It is an actual quote in which I've tried to abide by for this, both of us, I feel. So every podcast episode, we generally try to cap off at around two drinks sometimes, like we drink it down, we refill it, or we just kind of top off our drinks. That's you. You're the topper. I'm offer. the topper offer. I love a top off. All right, so ready for this, guys? Hit me. Drink the first, sip the second slowly, skip the third. Newt Rockney. And that's how to drink. Yeah, but we ain't skipping that third, no. We're not skipping that third drink. This is your first edition of the third drink. This is your extra, your, your, your dessert, if you will. Clanking the glasses. The ice is the best. I, the the sound of ice hitting a crystal glass. It kind of gets me hard. I'm be honest with you. Don't look at my dick. It kind of gets me hard. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, it, it maybe it doesn't get me hard. It 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 triggers something in me. That might be the alcoholic in me. But just like it. It kind of makes me start to salivate. You know. It's kind of like the feeling of winning a raffle. Oh my god, dude! It's like you hear. We like, talked about oh, this before. Bro, give me a mixed drink. Give me something good, son. People that know viral vines know the video of when they're like, "Oh, poured henny in this guy's beer," and he takes a sip. Oh. Yeah, they poured henny in this guy's beer. He takes a sip and he goes, "Oh." By the way, that's this. When I hear Brandon clinking the the clinky clink clink, all I think is, "Oh." By the way. The best Cuba Libre I've had yet. And you made Today. it yourself. Come on. The Mexicans make the best Cuba Libres. Would the <laughs> Cubans make the best Cuba Libres? I don't know. I've never been there. <laughs> Me neither. Oh, <laughs> which I think it's we're not allowed to go to Cuba again. Yeah, they, they change it off and on. Well, because we were like kind of allowed for a little while, and then I don't know if we are now. I'm not going to pretend to know. Brandon, I want to go to Cuba so goddamn bad. Um, uh, We had some Cubans in Mexico. And not the people, the cigars. Mm. Which, real Cubans or fake Cubans? Because the I'm cu- going to put my money on fake. The fake Cuban cigar industry makes more money than the actual Cuban cigar. Guaranteed. Yeah. Well, also, they, this, as a fellow cigar amateur i'll put you i'll put put us both at amateurs amateur i'll put us yeah. both at, i'll put yeah us, it's true you know if you don't have a butane torch lighter matches are the way to go right yeah i i'm a wooden match guy every day of the week the lady that sold us the cigars did not have matches well she had a bic lighter we had to light it with a bitch ass lighter dude What's a bitch-ass lighter? Oh, you know, the lighters that cigarette users use? Yeah, those little... Yes, big, the bitch Bic lighters, lighter. dude. Oh, is, is Bic a bitch? Is that what you mean? It's not... It has nothing to do with, like, the brand name. No, it's it's the, the fluid, like, yeah, click yeah, them yeah, on yeah, yeah. lighters. Yeah, those... The the non-butane, like, the, the lighter fluid lighters. The lighter fluid causes... a a weird chemical thing in the cigars that changes the complete taste of them, makes them taste like shit. 
Mm-hmm. Like you either have to have a butane lighter or a or a match. Yeah. Have you ever seen Hellboy? Yeah. The movie? They like make a comment about he's like because he was using a Zippo oh, for his yeah, don't things. Do that. And the the bald guy who was the dad in Arrested Development, he's like, "Wow, what are you doing? Everyone yeah. knows you use a wooden match for right. a cigar." Right. But well, yeah, no, I'm him a, being Hellboy should just light his fucking finger on fire. But well, anyway, and what I used to do, I think is, Hell probably tastes good through a cigar. This was like a YouTube video I sound of some fucking old dude lighting a cigar, and he used three long cigar or not cigar. He used three long matches. And he like burned through all three. So like the first one or two matches were just used of like crisping the end, and the third one is when he started puffing on. And that's what I do now is I completely like light and toast the end of a cigar before I start puffing on it. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm ready. So we went to a cigar bar in Kansas City. They gave us a box of matches and a piece of wood. Cedar, probably. Probably. Yeah, I like using the cedar stick. That shit was sick. Yeah. Um. In in Scottsdale, Arizona, there's a place that used to be called like Scallywag Cigars, but they got bought or at least renamed to Havelina. And when you buy, like buy your cigars, they have this like little like little mini box, kind of like where you grab like matches or whatever. They have this little box of like strips of cedar. Yes. And the thing is, like, you light that and you use that to light your cigar. And yeah, you cedar, light the cedar with your match. Yeah, and cedar and it, already smells amazing, but mm-hmm. in my opinion. So I don't know if it's just it a mental burns thing. slower than a match. Yeah, so I don't know if it's, like, a mental thing of, like, oh, I'm smelling the cedar and then I'm smoking my cigar. But lighting my cigar with the cedar was a great experience for me. So your strip of wood was probably cedar. Regardless to say, the cigars in Mexico, even though they were labeled as Cubans, I wouldn't be able to tell if they were good cigars because they had a shit lighter. Yeah, Cubanos. Yeah, I mean, that's a majority of the cigars down there are labeled as Cubans because obviously they'll sell more than if they just label them as regular cigars. It's really, really tough. I want to go to Cuba so bad, dude. Cuba? I'd go. I I mean, again, this is something we could easily Google, but that's not something we do on this podcast. But I would, I would, like, I could easily search if we're allowed to go. But I would love to go to Cuba, dude. Like, the, it's just, uh, it, like, like, I know it's, like, it's not good, but because of, like, the embargo that the United States placed on them. Made it so much worse. Well, yeah, but it's, like, this weird, like, bubble of culture. Oh, yeah. Like, so much of what they have is like stuck in the fifties, dude. Their it's car, like their car culture is insane. Yeah, they just have to keep improving these old ass cars. Yeah, and I don't. You, you play video games. Yeah. Have you ever played Far Cry Six? No. So Far Cry Six takes place in a fictional Cuba called like Yara. Oh. But like it's based on Cuba, and sure. so like the entire game, like. All the guns you use are, like, made out of, like, recycled parts. Of course. And all of, like, the cars are, like, these badass, like, 50s vehicles. And it's just, like, I I know it's a game. Very Cuban. But it's, like, bro, I would love to live in this world, man, where, like, everything is, like, old and new. But anyway, like, I would love to visit what it is now, and I hope we can go. But, um, but, like... Cuban tobacco, dude. Like, like I've never had a Cuban cigar. I've never even had a fake Cuban cigar. But I've been told it's like as soon as you light it, you're like, oh, fuck. To be honest, um, it doesn't even have to be Cuban. I would go to the Dominican. 
I'd go to like Nicaragua, like anywhere where they roll cigars. Like I would love to go to any of those countries and smoke a cigar hand rolled in front of me straight out the plantation. Like those cigars are probably the best cigars, honestly. No, I'm dying for a good one, dude. And I've never really gotten too snooty about uh, like what the rap is because have a like Scallywag or Havelina, like I just said, they kind of operated as like a boutique cigar place. Okay. And I would go in and be like, yeah, you know, uh, today I'm looking for something like really mild that's smooth, or maybe I want something a little more bold with this kind of taste. They would like walk in, be like this is this kind of tobacco with a Nicaraguan wrap right. or an Ecuadorian wrap. Right. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like. But I I don't know. I don't yeah. know what any of that means. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, the the proper, like, how like, do I? It, it's good. I enjoy it, but I'm not going to be like. But the thing is, though, is, like, maybe it's just because I've been boozing longer than I'm smoking cigars. But it's like, if someone says, like, this is a London gin. This is a whiskey that comes from somewhere. This is a wine that comes from this. I, like, I almost know what to expect. But with tobacco, I'm like, but I just don't know. I'm not an aficionado. Well, that's why you got the places should have people that can direct you the right. Well, yeah, well they do. It's just flavors. They almost know too much because they try to explain it to me, and I'm like, I I don't know what that means. Get out of here with that. Is it smooth or is it not? Physics to you. Well, yeah, they're like, like you know, like oh, you know, it's planted in these kinds of fields. That doesn't help me. Does not help me. Just tell me if it's good. God damn you. Speaking of which, cigars. Long-time listeners of the podcast know I like basketball. Yeah. When I lived in Arizona, I used to go to this place called Fox Cigar Bar. You, you're you going to have to stop because we're going to have to go smoke a cigar then. We keep talking about cigars. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> we are going to be smoking a cigar. Jesus. But so I used to go there and watch basketball, and that was kind of like the hot spot for basketball. So Fox Not Cigar. A basketball team out here. I know. Well, so Fox Cigar Bar, like everyone went there for this basketball games. And I used to get this cigar called the, like a Big Bottom Betty. This thing was like it was fat and long, right? Like you could smoke it for hours almost. So like a Churchill. Yeah, exactly. And it was like sweet wrap, so it like it was it was really sweet. Just had the, like that sweet taste on like your a lips. Sweet Jane. Exactly. Yeah, it was a a very large sweet Jane almost. They make a medium long sweet Jane. Well, and any name Big Bottom Betty. I'd marry a girl with that name. Sounds like a golf ball driver. Yeah. Well, and so I would, like, smoke that, and I'd be feeling so good. And then I would go in and get, like, a really, uh, not like a cigarello, but, like, a short, small cigar. Like a bandito. Not quite. A little bit bigger. Like, it's still a cigar. Oh, okay. But it's smaller. But the thing is, is I just smoked a Churchill-sized cigar, and I had had, like, a drink or two. And, you know, I'm going into the third quarter. And, and, you know, like, football games, they stop serving the third quarter so when i see the third quarter i better load up now even when i'm like at home or at the bar so i just smoked through this churchill size thing and i've had a couple of drinks i go and i smoke like another smaller cigar but because that first one was so fucking big dude i'm smoking this little one half like the fourth quarter is barely starting my head is fucking flying dude like i can't even understand what is happening on tv and that's the thing, man. Tobacco can get you flying. Oh, yeah. Um, so the boys who started, sorry, not who started, but who made Sober October mainstream, mm-hmm. the last couple of years they've allowed cigars 
and even even Joe Rogan, he called bullshit. He's like, these get you high, man. And even I called bullshit. I said, fuck you, dude. Like, that's not sober. You're you're smoking cigars. Those will make you flying. Yeah, dude. I am. Should I talk about my actual sober Octobers? Let's, let's hear it. Well, it's for those of you listening at home, we're in November. So I do. I usually do sober October. This year I did sober April. And I was that was when I was visiting, right? And I was so devastated because yeah. I wanted us to because I, like, and I didn't know I was moving to St. Louis at the time. Yeah. So I was just visiting because I was dating a girl that lived here, right? And hanging out with Brandon and everybody, we're like at some bar. I remember distinctly we were at some bar getting something Not just to a drink. Bar. It was like a bar restaurant. I don't remember the name. That place brews beer. We got to get them on the podcast. Maybe. Schlafly. Schlafly. Oh, oh. We went to Schlafly. I didn't know that. We went to the, one of two locations of Schlafly. I didn't know we went to Schlafly. Yes. Well, so anyway, we were there. We went and, to a brewery where I was only allowed to eat food. Well, and not to be like too insecure, but I was kind of afraid you didn't like me, right? I was sober. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, no, like I just, I don't know, just like the general nervousness and anxiety. And then like we were ready and ready to go. And he's like, you're like. All right, Thomas, you're riding with me, and we rode in your, what is it? Uh... Dodge Challenger. Yeah, so we're riding in that thing. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm one of the boys. But we get there, and I, like, you know, I give one of my classic speeches of, like, you know, guys, every everything in life is ephemeral. We just have to care about each other, whatever. But I was just like, you know, we had a good time and all that, but the entire time, they're like, oh, Brandon, why don't you get anything to drink? And you're like, oh, sorry. Sober, sober April. Oh yeah, sober April. That yeah, time, and yeah. I was like, oh, so uh, Brandon, you're uh, you're not filming any videos this month, and you're like, yeah, no, sorry, sober April. I'm like, oh, I I thought I was gonna get to be in one, but then I moved here just to be in the videos. Yeah, Jokes well, on you, Brandon. Well, look at you now. But yeah. So anyway, sorry, you did sober April. I know we do sober October, and so these dudes. These old men that do this sober October, their main thing is keeping off alcohol and drugs like weed and prescription pills. But what I do for sober October, because I'm a man and I go full sober, is I go no alcohol, no drugs, which I don't really do drugs. No cigars, which they last couple of years do cigars. Don't do dr- don't do cigars. I don't do caffeine. I don't do caffeine, and I keep it low sugar. I say low sugar because some of the like the yogurt I eat has real well, fruit in it, so I have sugar in the well, fruit. It is impossible to cut out sugar. So I I go low. I say low sugar because I like stay away from sweets. Essentially, is what it is. But like my my yogurt has sugar in it, but so I I do all of that, and then these pussy ass old men <laughs> say they do sober October. Not to say that they're pussies, because Joe Rogan does some crazy fucking workouts and stuff. But like to be truly sober for an entire month with no drugs, like. Alcohol is a drug. Caffeine 
is the biggest drug in America. Absolutely. And these motherfuckers are getting by on coffee and cigars. Are you shitting me? Well, nicotine. It's the biggest it's cheat. Wider drug. The biggest cheat in sober October is cigars and coffee. Are you fucking kidding me? Try going no caffeine and no cigars for a month. I tried going like a week without caffeine and I got really bad headaches. Well, so if you're a big caffeine addict. Ah, brother. No one goes through iced tea like I do. So what you got to do is you got to wean yourself off before the month starts. So, so you're you have not to going, do a semi-sober September. So you're not going so cold you can do turkey. A sober October. But because I'm not an addict of caffeine, I can do cold turkey because I'm not an addict. Yeah. Which is also why I can do cold turkey on the alcohol because I'm not an alcoholic. What's well, I think like alcohol. Well, so if you're like an actual alcoholic, you'll die. You you will die. And I think Xanax withdrawals can also kill you. Yeah, maybe. it's a benzo. It's a yeah. yeah They'll kill you. But, like, alcohol withdrawals can actually fucking kill you. Yes, 100%. And what's so funny to Which me... Which is why they started Sober October. They thought Bert was going to die. <laughs> he didn't die. Because he's not an alcoholic. Well, I'm glad he didn't die. He loves alcohol. And we watched the... the His little speech. The Barstool Sports speech of him never wanting to give up alcohol. He was literally saying, I will be as healthy as I possibly can to never have to give up alcohol. Well, and he made a really good comparison, which I thought was like really interesting and strangely compelling, is is he kind of compared like, you know, when Mm, maybe you mm -hmm. and a coworker say, like, let's get a drink, and it's like unexpected. It's almost that feeling of a first kiss. And, like, it kind of is, but I think it goes beyond drinking. Well, the coworker thing is, like, getting a drink when you're not supposed to. Like, getting a drink at noon on a Friday. Like, you're well, not – you still have a half a day of work still. Well, yeah, maybe. But, like, it's like, somehow he said it. it's just, like – but, you know, that, that first – maybe I'm just taking it The first it sip of alcohol direction. of the day is, like, a first kiss. Yeah. You only – once you're married, you don't get another first kiss, but you have first sips of alcohol still. Well, then I'm taking this in a different direction. Oh, go ahead. Please. But when he was like, oh, and that co-crash, it's just kind of like, it kind of made me think like, you know, when you're at a new place and like, I'm not going to kiss my coworker, Ben. But when he's like, hey, dude, you want to like go and get a drink this weekend? It's like, oh my God, you want to hang out with me? You want to get a drink? But it's just like as a friend thing, but it's just kind of like drinking kind of opens so many social windows. I'm not going to ask you to get a scoop of ice cream. I mean, I would, but I'm not going to. But no, like, I mean, for those of you curious on his speech, it's like strangely compelling. It's a little silly, but you're like, damn, he's right. Sunrise, have a drink. uh, Sunset, have a drink. It's uh, Burt Kreischer. I don't know the name of the show specifically, but it's a barstool sports All you have to search on YouTube is Burt Kreischer drinking speech. And I'm sure you've and seen a pop up on like that will come up immediately. TikTok, YouTube one. Shorts, Instagram Reels. Yeah, it's uh, it hypes you up. It'll it'll hype you up for any sort of time of drinking for sure. It's pretty solid. It's a it's a very solid speech. Yeah, uh, friends come over, have a bottle of wine, like. Do you know the comedian Paul Verzi? Of course. 
if you listen to the podcast anything better i've listened to it on bill burr's podcast when they do their picks and yeah so itself. bill burr and paul verzi have a podcast called anything better they do like their weekly like football picks but then they have their own show but Paul Verzi says, like, he's like, you know, anytime you come into my house, when you walk in, I'm handing you a glass of grape juice, which is wine, you oh, know. Okay. But, like, like his whole thing, like, anytime they talk about coming over, he's like, Wait, as soon as you come into the Verzi household, you have some vino. You have some grape juice. You have a glass of wine. Blah, blah, blah. He probably says grape juice because Bill Burr doesn't drink right now. Drinking is, it's an odd phenomenon. Because it is, like, the worst thing and the best thing to happen to people. Yeah. Like. It's the reason I have a YouTube channel. Yeah. And it's just so funny. Like, I. Mm-hmm. It's the reason you have a podcast. It's a re- it's the reason I have a podcast. But I'm, like, trying to, like, I guess decide how to tell a certain story. So there is this article I read. And it was, like, why am I sad when I drink? Or, like, why am I sad when I drink a certain type of alcohol? It's like, because people are like, oh, when I drink gin, I get really sad. Or, you know what I mean? Or, like, when I drink Fireball, I get crazy. Okay. So it was this paper written by a few different people. And Can I tell you what I think before you tell me what you read? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. It taps into the memory of the alcohol that you drank the first time you drank it. That is almost what it is. So a lot of time. So scientifically, alcohol gets you drunk. That's what it is. Yes. doesn't matter what alcohol you're drinking. It is alcohol. Because there's no gin alcohol, there's no wine alcohol, there's no beer alcohol. There's alcohol and the other shit floating in it. Right. So alcohol gets you drunk at the same rate. But it's kind of like you've heard gin makes you sad when you drink it. So when you start drinking gin, you're like, oh, I'm supposed to feel like shit. You know what I mean? Like your hangover might be different depending on what you drink. Right. Because like sugar, like I'm going to be fucking hungover as shit because we're drinking these rum and cokes. Sorry, Cuba Libres. Cuba Libres. Um, but so anyway, but they were, they were talking about all that and like, you know, people say this and then, so someone was talking about like wine and they were like interviewing this wine sommelier to like look at whatever. And this wine sommelier like went off, not went off, but like started talking about, maybe it wasn't a, a paper like in quotes, but maybe it was just some kind of article, a scientific article. But this, like, wine sommelier was talking about, like, people like, oh, when I drink wine, I start feeling this way. And then they're like, shut the fuck up, you stupid-ass son of a bitch. Yeah. They're like, don't drink wine unless you're already having a good time. But they were saying, like, you know, people, like, start drinking wine, they start feeling regret. And they're like, don't start drinking if you feel like shit. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's like not going to make you make you feel better. Well, yeah, and that's why people say like, "Oh, drinking gin makes me feel sad," or like, "Oh, when Maybe I get you start wine drunk, I start gin crying." When you're sad, exactly, exactly. And so they were talking about wine, and I guess this person was saying like, "Oh, I feel sad when I drink too much wine," which I guess is a popular thing. But it's like sad people probably are drinking too much wine. Like you're already sad, and then you drink too much wine. Or I would argue what I said earlier. Where maybe you also tie a certain 
alcohol to a certain time in your life yeah or like a certain memory and you just can't get over that memory and it just like brings you back to that time when you were sad you drank a lot of rum and you're yeah. just like rum makes me sad well maybe maybe it's because your memory of you drinking rum is sad yeah exactly well yeah and that's where they kind of went with this paper too or not this but this article i guess the wine sommelier that was kind of like responding to what whoever was studying it found like just don't drink when you're sad and all that and they're like you know people say like they're saving this wine for a special occasion just drink your nice wine now and be yeah. happy you're drinking it like yeah. drinking it should be when you're having a good time yeah and you want to like you're hanging out with friends having a good time and you want to make it a little better you're meeting new people and you want to make it better yeah exactly it's like you want to open doors you want to like and it was just really really interesting and it kind of got me thinking because something that's like Smollier focused on was like so many people keep that like special bottle tucked away like oh this will be for a big moment and then they die and they never drink the bottle well exactly or like maybe you have that special moment and when you crack open the bottle it's not as good as you thought it would be but here's the thing if you're in a great situation any wine is going to taste good right let's say like you know you won the super bowl you can drink bud light and it's going to taste like champagne generally they do just fucking crack the champagne open for anything. Crack it open for getting an A on your test. In my opinion, crack it open, spray it all over the place, and then drink a Bud Light. The good booze makes an okay situation great, but if you're in a great situation, shitty alcohol. And I'm not saying Bud Light's shitty, but like, no, great, like a great situation will make anything taste good. Don't hold on to the special booze for a special moment, but like, yeah. only drink when you're feeling good. Like, don't. If you're if you're in a bad time, don't make it worse. You know what I'm saying. I Sorry it. to like go off on this rant, no, but like I love it. You guys know what I'm saying. Don't no, like we got life it. is special because you make it special. Don't exactly. wait for everything else to make it better. Yes. Crack open the champagne. Open that nice bottle of wine. Like I'm an arborist. You know that. Yeah. I have this bottle of arborist wine. I've had it since April. When I passed my arborist exam. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to save this for some kind of moment, whatever. And then months go by, dude. And I've had plenty of special moments. And I was just sitting at home, I'm like, you know what? I'll just have it now. I drank it, and it was good. Like, that bottle wouldn't have made any amazing night better. But it right. made, like, that moment I kind of had, like, you know, this is good. Like I'm with, Like, I'm with some people that I'm having fun with. It was good, but, like, I just, like, decided it was for something special. I didn't need that bottle to make that night special. No. You're like, I realize where I've come and, how like, how far I've come, and this is, we're cracking it now. Fuck them. We're cracking it now. Exactly. And, like, and like I would never start recording a podcast if one of us was in, like, a really sad mood. You know what I mean? Because drinking You should. Just... That's a great podcast. <laughs> Well, it would be like, damn, Brandon, that, that really sucks. I'm trying to talk you off the ledge here. Thomas, I have to move out. Yeah, exactly. Like, but like, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I don't ever want to portray drinking as a sad thing. I want it to. And that's why I want us to like, say like, drink responsibly. I want us to kind of embody how drinking can be fun and bring life to whatever. Like this bottle we bought, you know what I mean? I'm so pleasantly surprised. But if I was like, 
You know what I mean? But if I was like drunk and sad, I wouldn't care. You wouldn't, you wouldn't appreciate it. I wouldn't care to notice how it is a little smoother. Right. How it came from these rum barrels. Yeah. From you know the the bottle we had in the last episode. You know what I mean? So it's like, don't drink when you're sad, dude. It's only going to make it worse. And everyone that does that knows that. Alcohol is a tool. All tools can be abused. I like that a lot. I like that. And it's true. And, like, you can always advocate for drinking less. You know what I mean? It's hard to advocate for drinking more. Like, it's hard to say, like, you should drink more. Like, if someone's having problems in their life, never say, you should drink more. Ooh, yeah, that's that's a slippery slippery slope. Um, moral, moral of the story is drink when you're happy. Drink when you're with people you care about. Drink when you're with people that care about you and want to have a good time with you. I think just to end it, alcohol's a tool just like anything else. Yeah. Tool, tools can be abused, tools can be used. That's that's a good way of putting it. Thank you, Brandon. Brandon Churchill on YouTube. Brandon Churchill on YouTube. Brandon underscore Churchill underscore ninety five on Instagram. And uh I might have a Twitter soon. Stay tuned for that. Um Thomas, where can we find you? You can find me at Captain Cool Kid on Instagram, but it's not ca- it's abbreviated Captain. C A P T capped cool kid on instagram as well as bad boy of botany on instagram and we will be having a twitter and youtube channel for the podcast here pretty soon so stay tuned for that this has been the third drink this has been the third drink the third point five i'm not gonna lie i top mine off again the third point five drink the third point five drink this has been the third drink thank you ladies and gentlemen Please drink responsibly. Go home, kiss and hug the people you care about, and feel free to join us next week. We love you. We love you very much. Thank you, and good night.